Father, we are grateful for your mercy and your grace. Thank you for your anointing here present. Thank you for the power of your spirit here present. Blessed be your holy name. Our hearts are open, Father. Let your anointing distill upon our hearts as the dew of heaven. And let everyone be changed and transformed. Give everyone a miracle, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. Say a big amen. Amen. Please, you may be seated in the name of Jesus Christ. I want to talk to you very quickly before we get into uh, the part of ministering to you. I really want to minister to you today by the strength and the power of the Spirit. Amen. Glory to God. So, And I want you to be ready to receive from God. All right. Um, I want to share with you on what I have titled Receiving the Anointing receiving the anointing acts of the apostles chapter number 10 and verse 38 it says how god anointed jesus of nazareth with the holy ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all those that were oppressed of the devil for god was with him so the lord anointed jesus of nazareth with the holy ghost and with power. So there's such a thing as the anointing with the Holy Ghost and the anointing with power. You know, the Bible could have read this way, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost. He went about doing good. But it tells us he was not only anointed with the Holy Ghost, he was also anointed with power. Come on, say power. power. Amen. So there's such a thing as anointing with power. At Jordan, the Holy Ghost came upon him. And when he left the wilderness of Jordan, he returned unto Galilee, Nazareth of Galilee, in the power of the Spirit. So he was anointed with power. So there's such a thing as the anointing of the Holy Spirit, which is in power. Power, there's dunamis. Is the power to make a difference, the power to walk things, the power to move things, the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Glory to God. Now, that power is readily available in church. Anytime you come to church, understand that the anointing of the Holy Spirit in power is readily available, and it is your responsibility to Take that anointing. Receive that anointing. Can someone say amen to that? Alright. Now let's understand first and foremost what the anointing can do and will do for you. I'm talking about the anointing of the Holy Spirit in power. What the anointing can do and will do for you. Amen. Number one. The anointing is God's power or enablement to do good. Glory to God. To do good. Jesus the Lord went about doing what? Good. He went about doing good. Because he was anointed to do good. You know there are times people attempt to do good and they get their fingers burnt. 
Amen. Because they are not anointed for it. I tell people, I said, as good as it is to serve your country, you must be anointed for what you are aspiring to. Amen. Because there are people who have aspired to greatness, but they were not anointed with power for it. So the forces at that level questioned them. So why are you here? What are you doing there? And they couldn't answer back. So they pulled them down. There was a woman in this country, well-meaning, loving, good woman who wanted to serve her country and did everything to help her country. Praise God. But the folks at that level questioned her. Look, this is where we are eating. Okay? You can't come and spoil our pot for us. Okay? And she meant to take the pot from them and break it. You know? And they question her. The rest is history. Now, it is important that you are anointed for whatever you are aspiring to. Amen? I'm telling you. It is important that you are anointed for whatever you are aspiring to. Doing good is not just being benevolent. You have to be empowered to be benevolent. Because benevolence itself is a stirring of, you know the status quo, so to speak. Something shifts, something changes. Glory to God. And then there's a reaction. But Jesus went about doing good because he was anointed for it. And I was asking myself, how come he didn't go about doing good before he was anointed? He was calm. Very calm. The only time he spoke in public was in the temple when he was 12 years old. Glory to God. There are times you know things but because you have not been given the franchise of heaven in anointing, hallelujah, you keep quiet. Amen? Because questions can call for answers. Anytime you're asking questions, answers can come from anywhere. Glory to God. So be anointed for it. Amen? It's good to be good, but you must do good in the strength and in the power of the Holy Spirit. Can someone say amen to that? So he was anointed to do good. Now the word doing good there, meaning he went about helping people, giving reliefs to people. Glory to God. He was helping people. In other words, he was blessing people, giving alms to the poor. Glory to God. But he was empowered for it, anointed to do good. Now there are people here, your ministry is the ministry of doing good, helping people. And today the anointing of the Holy Spirit is going to rub off on you. You will be empowered to do it. If you believe it, let me hear a resounding amen. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. So it is the power of God to do good. Number two, it is God's power to heal. It is God's power to heal. The power of God to restore people to health. Either they are broken in their hearts or they are broken physically. The anointing is God's power to bring restoration. The anointing is God's power to restore people to health. And when you are anointed by the Holy Spirit, smeared by the Holy Ghost, you can do that. Not only can you bring others to health by the strength of the Holy Spirit, 
you can only you can also bring your body to health by the same strength of the holy spirit amen you can talk to your body and your body will respond to you amen number three the anointing is god's power to deliver from satan's oppression amen to deliver from satan's oppression now if you look at the words used in scriptures to show um, how to evict Satan or cast out Satan or deal with demon spirits, you understand that those words are very militant and military in nature. Hallelujah. All right. For example, in Mark chapter number 16 and verse 18, Jesus the Lord said, These signs shall follow them that believe in my name they shall cast out devils look at verse 18 they shall 17 in my name they shall cast out devils 17 all right into 18 praise god okay now cast out devils he didn't say they shall discuss with devils and negotiate with them to leave he says they shall what cast them out cast out devils right all right so that word cast out is a military word is a militant word so that means devils don't respond to negotiations all right they don't respond to compromise devils respond to force the force of god's kingdom can someone say amen to that they don't respond to you see uh, in first peter 5 and verse 8 i did a study just a small study on demonology some years ago and i discovered that <laughs> when it comes to dealing with devils the Bible selects the words to use. All right? The words are very, very different, not general in our application. Amen? It says, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. Okay? Whom resist, come on now, steadfast, where? In the faith. Now, if you remove that word steadfast, you may read it this way. Whom resist in the faith. Now, it gives a different meaning entirely. Whom resist steadfast. Come. I tell people, I said, look, um, true deliverance is not casting out devils one-off. Like, amen. You must take a posture of resistance. Hello. Uh It says, be steadfast. What does it mean to be steadfast? It says, whom resist, come on now, steadfast, come on now, in the faith. So how do you resist the devil? Steadfastly. Amen. So when the devil tempted Jesus in the wilderness, do you know he came back? Amen. He came back again and kept troubling him all through his ministry. And Jesus kept dealing with him. Continually, consistently, non-stop. Hallelujah. Why? Because Jesus understood this. In fact, I read the account of the uh, Gadarene demonic. Okay? The one who had a legion of devils in him. Right? And Jesus moved, traveled to the other side, to the land of the Gadarenes. And when he saw him afar off, the man sighted Jesus afar off, he ran towards Jesus And the Bible tells us that he worshipped Jesus. And when Jesus was speaking to the spirit in him, the lead spirit of the legions in him, praise God. All right. Jesus said, I charge you. 
I mean, I charge you now. I read it in the Greek. He didn't say, I charge you, come out. He said, I say unto you, I insist. In other words, it's like saying something and saying it in a way that it reverberates. I say it, I say it, I insist. That is how to deal with devils. Devils are stubborn beings. You, you don't know stubbornness until you have an encounter with the devil. Devils are stubborn beings. And that's why I tell people, I said, look, if somebody has a yoke of the wicked broken from off him, amen, you better fill up that void. All right? Devils, they are, they are strategists. The Lord Jesus said, if a devil is cast out from a vessel, and then the devil will leave and go to a dry place, right? And then he will look for a place of abode there. If he can't find any, he will come back to check his former abode if that place is still available. Amen? If it's available, then he will go and hire seven more devils. How many? All right, seven more devils, more wicked than himself. So what does that mean? It simply means here that devils are wicked at different levels. You don't know. It's there in the Bible. There are wicked devils. There are more wicked devils. There are terrestrial wicked devils. And there are wicked devils in the high places. Glory to God. Amen? I said amen. Now, there's a level of life you, you know, there's a level of life you live in and you rise up to that you may not really, they may not trouble you. Because you are not so much of a threat to them. Amen. Well, if you start going up, how many of us want to be great? Sincerely. <laughs> Amen. If you really want to be great, wave your hands, shout hallelujah. <laughs> so you have to learn these things. Don't say, well, I don't like that devil thing. I don't like to hear anything. Let's just talk about Christ, the love of Christ and all that. Jesus talked about devils. And he called our attention to the things we need to do. Amen. To deal with devils. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Now. So he says, whom resist? Come on now. Steadfast where? Steadfast where? Steadfast where? Stay in the faith. Stand on the word of God. Steadfast where? In the faith. Steadfast where? I can't hear you. Steadfast where? I can't hear you. Steadfast where? Glory to God. All right. So, you may say, be gone. And then he leaves, he comes back again. Amen. Until their lease is over. Okay. You can't say all the devils cast yourself into hell. They will not answer you. Okay. They'll be here. But we have to learn how to deal with them. We have authority over them. Can someone say amen to that? You have to learn how to deal with them. Glory to God. Now in dealing with devils, there are three basic things you must understand very clearly. Number one, your authority over them in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen? Number two, your union with Christ 
your union with Christ, your unity with Christ, that oneness with Christ. You must understand it. Number three, you must not partner with your fruitful works of darkness. If you have authority over devils, you know your place in union with Christ, and then you're doing things consistent with devils, they'll visit you. They'll come. Amen. I said amen. Now, the, the easiest word Jesus could use to describe devils was the word unclean spirits. You are a spirit, but you are not an unclean spirit. <laughs> amen. Are you for what I'm saying here? Devils are spirits, but they are unclean spirits. The word unclean there is from the root word porno. All right? Porno. Come on, say porno. Pornography. That's from where we got the word pornography. In other words, graphy or graphics is pictures with lines. All right? Forming pictures. Graphics, right? All right? Forming pictures with lines. Drawing things with lines. Okay? So pornography is pictures drawn to reflect uncleanness. Hallelujah. Uncleanness. That's, that's pornography. So if you want to deal with devils and resist them permanently, you must learn holiness. You must be pure. <laughs> you know, there was somebody that was teaching one time and said something. He said, it's just your authority that matters. I said, it matters. All right. But that's not the only thing that matters. Your authority over devils matters. It matters that you know that you have authority over devils. But that's not the only thing that matters. Because if it was the only thing that matters, then the Bible would not have told us other things regarding resisting the devil. Look at it, you know, in um, Ephesians, all right, chapter number 5. Let's, let's look at 4 and verse 27, okay? Neither give place to the devil. Okay, go on. Okay, go, go to verse 26. Be ye what? In other words, in your anger, sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your... Neither give place to... Now, did he say anything about authority here? No, it's anger. You know, I don't like that thing. You should be talking to yourself, calm down. No, I'll, I'll destroy anything that comes my way. All right, there was a destroyed now. Destroyed. All right. Now, devils can be invited into homes of people through anger. You can give place to the devil through anger. You should understand these things. It's there in the Bible. I tell you. Amen. Yeah. So, anytime I'm displeased, anger, every anger starts with displeasure. So anytime you are displeased about something or with somebody, all right, just make sure you ask yourself, why are you displeased? If you are displeased about something, say, okay, I need to do this, I need to do that. But the moment you are agitated and you cannot stop talking over something again and again, and it's a bad thing, 
and you just like to talk about it, there's a devil around. They are trying to incite you to anger. One of the ways to read atmospheres is to check what is happening on within, what happened within you. Whatever reaction you are getting on the inside. Amen? It is actually a signal of what is happening around you. Uh, are you what I'm saying here? How did Paul know that that lady who had the spirit of divination at Philippi in Acts of the Apostles chapter number 16? You remember? How did Paul know that she had an unclean spirit? She kept following Paul and says, these are the servants of the Most High God, all right, that bring good tidings to us. Amen? Hello? So, and, and that was the truth. Praise God. But would you allow the enemy, the devil, advertise God? When devil started speaking up in the synagogue, said, hey, Jesus, we know who you are. You are the Holy Son of God. You are the Holy One of God. Amen? Jesus said, hush. It's not your testimony. Don't let, you know, don't let devils sometimes, people will come, this is how they finish ministers. They come and say, the hand of the Lord is upon you. By an evil spirit, the hand of the Lord is upon you. The way God is using you now, all right, the glory of God is, in fact, where you are at right now is a small place. I saw that the Lord lifted you above your senior pastor. Yeah, that's always, and the glory of God is so strong upon you. Ah, ah. And then the person says, ah, glory to God. You start seeing visions. You see yourself standing upon your senior pastor. And it, your senior pastor has now become your platform. And you are preaching from there. And says the glory of God. When God gives you dominion, people that once lorded it over you, they now become your servant. When God gives you dominion, even your senior pastor becomes your servant. When God, see, that's, that's what I'm saying. And someone say, yay, that's my word. That's my word. All right. It, it is not, a, I'm telling you, it is not the witness of God. It's not all the time the devil says bad things. Though. No, I'm telling you. <laughs> the devil can feed your ego <laughs> until you don't listen to anybody anymore. They say, sit down. I say, no. Why should I sit down? Jesus stood up. Why should I sit down? Why should I sit down? Don't tell me to sit down. I know, I know my worth. I know the grace of God on my life. The devil will say, tell them. This place where you just be capping people, putting people under. No, nobody should put you under. Go out there and shine. All right? And when you're going out to shine, somebody must commission you. There are falling stars. Amen? If you see a star in position shining, the star was commissioned to stay there in that orbit. If you see falling stars, they are dangerous stars. Falling angels. They left their former estate. I tell people, if you want to shine, be commissioned. If you're not commissioned, you'll be a falling star. There are stars and there are falling stars. Amen. Let me stay on my message. I don't want to. All right. No, no, no. I, don't, I won't talk to you. <laughs> We have ministrations. This is SMS. Please, I won't talk to you. Amen. Glory to God. So whom resists? Come on now. Now, what happened to Paul here? I'm telling you what happened to Paul here. You come into an atmosphere, and you deep within, you just feel restless. Who put this thing there? Who put, and then, you're kind of person. You're always very calm. Stop right there and say, no, this is not Shevon. Redabo, Sanabratila, I rebuke you, foul spirit around. 
in Jesus' name. What happened? All right, look at it. And this did she, come on now, many days, maybe 10, maybe 15. Paul didn't get anything. She kept doing it. You know. But Paul being what? Grieved. He was grieved. Grief is caused by presence of devils. Grief. Paul being grieved, turned and said to the spirit. He knew it was a spirit. I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out the same hour. Paul being grieved where? In his spirit. Deep within he was grieved. Amen. All of a sudden everything your husband says irritates you. He said, his mouth is smelling. His boxer is not good. You know, it's, and, you know, it's a foul spirit already showing the way out of that home. Go and join your mother. Your dad is not with your mother. Your mother is not with your dad. All right? Live and enjoy yourself as a celebrity. And be the one to enjoy your life. Because that's how, you know, they celebrate now, right? Divorce. Amen. It is your responsibility as a child of God to say, that's not me. And his mouth is smelling. Sometimes I wake up, my mouth smells. So what is the big deal? Darling, all right, this brush, this toothpaste. All right, <laughs> let's, let's go and brush. Amen? Let's brush our teeth. I mean, it's that simple. Your mouth smelling. This one is when the socks, it's like latrine. The shoes, carry your shoes outside. Carry them not in this room. If the shoes are here, I will not sleep in this room. These are, this is how people get agitated. All right. Amen. Sometimes it may be memories, memories of the past, of ugly things. They start coming back like a wind blowing it. And then you start remembering those things. If you may think that it's just your brain, that your memory is very sharp. Amen. It's not your memory. Amen. You know how to deal with devils. Can someone say amen to that? <laughs> Sometimes my wife and I were talking and some things, you know, get whatever. I would just say, you know what? Let's keep quiet on this matter. If you were, no, we're not going to discuss it now. All right? Because the devil needs your permission to destroy you. I'm telling you the truth. He does not have the power to come and say, I will destroy this person like this. He needs you to say things from your own mouth, validated by you, authorized by you, so you can walk with those words. So you keep quiet. There are matters you know we're not going to talk over this for now. Say, but no, but no, my feelings, let me tell you something. Aerating, ventilating your feelings. Sometimes you must know when to ventilate your feelings. All in the name of talking. People have spelled things. On that matter, we will not discuss it now. Or I know, let's talk on it. No, we're not ready to talk on it. And when you are talking and your temper is up, your emotion is stronger than your logic. Amen. And you're saying things, blah, 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 blah. All right, calm down. That's not the right time to talk. Glory to God. Words are powerful. I don't know what I'm doing in this marriage. How did I even meet you? Those words are very powerful. 
they will come back to our mind, they will come back to his mind, and the devil wants you to sow seeds for the future. The same way God needs you to speak words of life so you can walk with those words. Can someone say amen to that? He needs your permission. Whom resist, come on now, steadfastly where? In the faith. So take a posture and say no in Jesus' name. Can someone say amen to that? No. Let me show you another scripture. 2 Corinthians 2 and verse 11. Okay. Now start the reading from verse 9. Quickly. For to this end also did I write that I might know the proof of you, whether ye be obedient in all things. Verse 10. To whom ye forgive anything, I forgive also. For if I forgive anything, to whom I forgive it, for your sakes, forgive I it in the person of Christ. Lest Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. One of his devices is unforgiveness. He didn't say anything about authority here. Because sometimes the only thing people learn about believers' authority, all right, is what Christ has done for them. They don't learn about believers' authority from the kind of life they should live to stay in victory over Satan 24-7. Amen. Unforgiveness. Did you see it? Unforgiveness. Unforgiveness is one of the things the enemy uses to overcome Christians. All right, you're casting out devils, you're resisting the devil in the name of Jesus, I'm free, but that thing is there. The devil says, I'll go and come back. That thing is still there, unforgiveness, bitterness is there. Amen. Glory to God. I said, Glory to God. I said, Glory to God. I can't hear you. I said, Glory to God. Now, let me show you one more. My message is very short, don't worry. The anointing is still flowing. Glory to God. But you, you need to get this. I'm telling you. You need to get this. Believer's authority is not just in what Christ has done for you. It is also in the quality of life that the grace of God made available to you is working in you. Amen. Now let me show you one more scripture here. And that will help you greatly, I believe so strongly. Glory to God. Oh, glory, glory, glory. Now, look at 1 Timothy chapter number 3. Let's look at verse 6. 1 Timothy 3 and verse 6. It says, Now, a bishop must not be a novice. Lest being lifted up with what? With what? He fall into what? Pride. Pride. Now, a novice is um, a greenhorn. A novice is someone who um, is immature. Okay? So, it says, don't elect immature people into offices in the house of God. If you do, all right, pride will fill their heart and they will fall into the condemnation. So for some people, they were humble until they were ordained. Have you noticed that? They were very humble. They were serving God until they were ordained. 
the moment they were ordained, one finger couldn't go through them anymore. Amen? Why? Because they just became proud. Pride here can cause a man to fall under the condemnation of Satan, the devil. Pride. Pride. Amen? So look at it. Believer's authority on the one hand. On the other hand, amen, no anger, no malice. Hallelujah. On the other hand, no offense of any kind. On the other hand, praise God, no pride, no forgiveness. Glory to God. Are you following what I'm saying here? All right. Glory to God. So, let me take you through this very quickly. Jesus went about doing good, beloved. God bless you. Amen. He went about doing good, healing all those that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. He went about doing good. He did good, and he healed those that were oppressed of the devil. They were oppressed of the devil. They were oppressed of the devil. Who oppressed them? The devil. Who healed them? Jesus. So Jesus is not the oppressor and the healer at the same time. Jesus is the healer. The devil is the oppressor. He oppressed them, and Jesus healed them. Glory to God. All right. So, understand that the anointing restores us to health. The anointing brings us to restoration. Can someone say amen to that? Then the anointing of the Holy Spirit, according to Isaiah chapter number 61. Isaiah 61, very quickly. The anointing of the Holy Spirit brings us to the place of preaching the gospel, the good tidings of God. To preach the word of God and to hear the word of God, they come by the anointing. Without the anointing, one cannot preach. Without the anointing, one cannot hear the word of God. Now, the word of God is not somebody telling stories. The word of God is inspired by God. It takes the anointing. To speak the word. So it is the word of God. Spoken by the anointing of the Holy Spirit. That can make the difference in your life. Can someone say amen to that? Amen. The anointing. The anointing. Now scriptures were inspired. By prophets of old. And they came. Those scriptures came as they were inspired. Inspired by the Holy Ghost. Moved by the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is the one that inspires the speaking and the hearing of the word of God. And then again, the Holy Spirit, the anointing of the Holy Spirit brings about liberty. Come and say liberty. I can't hear you. Come and say liberty. I can't hear you. Come and say liberty. 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 Now, liberty here is freedom, emancipation. And when God's Spirit moves upon you. Whatever has held you down must let you go. Can someone say amen to that? Amen. Whatever. may be a bad habit. It may be sickness. It may be disease. Whatever has let, held you down must let you go. Why? Because the anointing of the Holy Spirit comes to give liberty. Liberty. Glory to God. Liberty. Now, let me talk to you quickly. Where is the anointing found? How can you locate the anointing of the Holy Spirit? Number one, 
The anointing is found in the preached word. The preached word. In Luke chapter number 5 and verse 17, Jesus was in a certain place and as he was ministering, teaching the word of God, the power of the Lord was present to heal. Amen. So the anointing is actually present where the word is preached. The preached word of God. Amen. Again, John chapter 6 and verse 63, the Bible tells us, Jesus speaking, he says, it is the spirit that gives life or quickeneth. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. They are anointed. They are anointed. So any place the word of God is preached, the power of God is present to heal, to work miracles. Can someone say amen to that? The anointing is present in an atmosphere of the preached word. An atmosphere where the word of God is preached. Amen? Glory to God. Number two, where's the anointing found? The anointing is found on a God-ordained, heaven-commissioned minister of the gospel. A God-ordained, heaven-commissioned minister of the gospel. Of, of the gospel. Anyone who is commissioned by God, amen, ordained by God is anointed to do whatever God has ordained him to do. Whatever God has ordained him for is anointed for that thing. Glory to God. Now, if you look at Peter, Peter's shadow in Acts of the Apostles 5 from verse 15 to 16, Peter's shadow, the Bible says, Peter's shadow healed the sick. There was healing there through Peter's shadow. Evidently, it was not, you know, uh, maybe Judas's shadow. It was Peter's. Amen. It was not um, Alexandra's shadows. Shadow. It was Peter's. Why? Because Peter was anointed. If it was not Peter's shadow, all right, that thing that happened that day would not have happened. Amen. The Bible says in so much that they brought forth the sick into the streets and laid them on beds and couches that at the least the shadow of Peter passing by. The shadow of who? No, no talk to me. The shadow of who? Peter. Not just anybody. The shadow of who? Peter. Peter passing by might overshadow some of them. Look at verse 16. Quickly. Read verse 16 out loud. One, two, three, let's go. There came also a multitude out of the cities round about unto Jerusalem, bringing sick folks, and them which were vexed with unclean spirits, and they were healed, everyone. Come on now, everyone. Come on, say everyone. Everyone. Glory to God. So Peter was anointed, evidently. Peter was anointed. And then look at Paul, the apostle. In Acts of the Apostles, chapter number 19, from verse 11 to 12, And God wrought special miracles by the hands of Paul, so that from his body, Paul's body, were brought unto the sick, handkerchiefs or aprons, and the diseases departed from them, and the evil spirits went out of them. Glory to God. From whose body? Come on now. I can't hear. From whose body? I can't hear. From whose body? Paul. From Paul's body. Glory to God. A man from his body. Evidently was anointed. Now, the Bible does not tell us that 
They took handkerchiefs from the body of Timothy. All right? This man evidently was anointed with this order of grace. Evidently. Yeah, it was God that worked those miracles by the hands of Paul, but he placed his anointing on him. Those handkerchiefs, if they were taken from other people's bodies, all right, they didn't get this kind of results. But when they took them from the body of Paul, the diseases departed from them. Evil spirits went out of the people who were possessed with them. Glory to God. Amen. Why? Because Paul was anointed. Hallelujah. I can't hear you. I said hallelujah. Man. So when people are anointed by the Holy Spirit, certain things will happen by their hands. Can someone say amen to that? Amen. Glory to God. In fact, there are certain things that God would do in your life when anointed vessels around are available. If those people are not there, God will not do those things. Amen. Are you for what I'm saying here? All right. So, number three, where is the anointing domiciled? Amen. The anointing is found in the congregation of believers. When believers gather together and will minister unto the Lord, the anointing is present there. The power of God is present there. In Psalm 133, if you read from verse 1 to verse 3, it shows us that the togetherness of the brethren is an anointed company. It's an anointed togetherness. It's an anointed place. It's called Zion. Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious ointment upon the head that ran down upon bed, even Aaron's beard, that went down to the skirts of his garment as the dew of Hammon, and as the dew that descended upon the mountains of Zion, for there the Lord commanded what? The blessing, even life forevermore. So when we gather together and we're worshiping God, the anointing, the power of God is present. Can someone say amen to that? So three things that carry the anointing, evidently. Number one, the preached word. Not just the word. The word of God announced, proclaimed, the preached word. Number two, uh, God ordained, heaven commissioned, come on now, ministers of the gospel. There are ministers and there are ministers. Amen? There are ministers who are on the go for God because they love God. And there are ministers God had to convince them to be on the go for him because he loves them to do it for him. I was asking myself, no, I mean, um, Jonah, prophet Jonah. I mean, find another person to do this work. God said, no, it's this man. I'll make sure he's transported to Nineveh. Amen. <laughs> Amen. There are some people, God is just... Look at Jacob. God said, I will not leave you until I bless you. And then look, find another person to bless. He says, this one. It's this one. Amen. It's good to love God, but there are people that God is after them to do his will. Hello? I'm telling you. There was a man, he was sharing his testimony. He said, three times God appeared to him and said, I will kill you if you don't serve me. Amen. And he said, God, but there are people there. He said, no, it's you. It is you I want. 
Amen. <laughs> and the path, the path of God's elect sometimes can be very challenging. When God loves a man, all right, it's, it could be a very beautiful thing. It could also be a very challenging thing. Glory to God. I said glory to God. There are people God has said, look at Paul. Do you know Saul of Tarsus? All right. God had ordained that that man would have divine appearance from the foundation of the world. Even while he was persecuting the church. Amen. God had ordained this one. (laughs) Glory to God. Now, can you get me that scripture in the book of Acts to see that just one? Just, you know, search to see the just one. Okay? Yeah, Acts 26, 16. Now, start from verse 15. I want to show you something here. And I said, because there are some people here, the mantle of God will drop on you. You didn't hear me. I said the mantle of God will drop on you. There's something about the anointed and the path of the anointed. <laughs> Now, let me show you this. Now, when Ananias had an appearance of the Lord Jesus Christ in a dream, and he told him to go to a particular street in Acts of the Apostles, chapter number 9, and he told him, said, go and look for one soul of Tassos. Right now, he's praying. You will meet him praying. Glory to God. Accurate word of knowledge. And so when he got there, Amen. When he got there, oh my God. Look at what he told. You see, Paul didn't reveal this to us in Acts 9, but when he was telling his account in Acts 16, before, was it um, Agrippa? Glory to God. He told his account here, was telling his story. Look at it. Acts of the Apostles. All right. Go back to 16 that you, that you, you showed us earlier now. Uh-huh. 26, rather. So, look, go, to from, go to verse 15 quickly. It says, And I said, Who art thou, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus whom thou persecutest. But rise and stand up upon thy feet, for I have appeared unto thee for this purpose, to make thee a minister and a witness both of these things which thou hast seen and of those things in which I appear unto thee. Go on. Delivering thee, this is not the place, delivering thee from the people and from the Gentiles unto now, unto whom now I send thee. Okay? See that just one. Okay. And he said, okay, good. 22. Now, Ananias said, and he said, the God of our fathers has what? Chosen thee, that thou shouldest know his will and see that just one and should hear the voice of his what? Mouth. So that means it was God's choice. That encounter he had. God had. You see, let me tell you something. There are some of you now, all right, it looks like you are not going to do the will of God. But God is coming for you. Tell me. The modern world, no matter how sophisticated it is, all right, cannot be more sophisticated than the ancient of days. (laughs) So God cornered him. 
Now, that appearance was not like, okay, this person is trying to destroy our work. Let's intercept him now. He says, the God of our fathers has chosen thee that thou shouldest know his will and see that just one and should hear the voice of his mouth. He chose him to see the just one. The Jesus Christ. Boy. When I read that scripture, I said, ah. Amen. There are people under the sound of my voice right now. God has chosen you for certain things. Lift up your hands. As I speak right now, the hand of the Lord is strong upon you. Let the glory of God rest upon you. Let the glory of the Lord rest upon you. In the name of Jesus. There's somebody here, God has called you to preach the gospel. I mean, full time. But you're not there yet. Deep within you, you have knowledge of it, but you have covered it with all kinds of, you know, superstition and lies. But God is saying, hey, it's time to do my will. As I speak right now, the hand of the Lord is upon you so strong, so strong, so strong so strong take it let it rest upon you mightily 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 thank you father mightily 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 in the name of jesus that's it that's the anointing of the holy ghost that's the anointing of the holy ghost strong so strong so strong glory to god so strong hallelujah i said hallelujah if you're standing you may be seated amen now let me conclude this message quickly and then i'll minister to you in the strength and in the power of the spirit Hmm. so how then do you receive the anointing. Receiving the anointing has to do with two things primarily. Okay? Believe the word of God. You have to believe the word. The word of God is anointed. Believe the word. In Luke chapter 1 and verse 45, Elizabeth, full of the Holy Ghost, said to Mary, It says, Blessed is she that believed. For there shall be what? A performance of those things which were told her from the Lord. So performance here is of the anointing. God performs his word by the anointing. Amen? But it takes faith in the word of God to commit that performance by the anointing. The anointing will perform the word of God in your life. But you have to believe it. You have to believe it. You have to believe it. You remember the woman with the issue of blood in Mark chapter number 5 from verse 26 to 35. Mark chapter number 5, 26 to 35. Now, that woman had an encounter with Jesus Christ and virtually left the body of Jesus Christ and entered into her body and she was healed instantly. She knew 
in her body that the virtue, I mean the uh, issue of blood had dried up. And Jesus, knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, said, who touched me? But look at what Jesus gave the credit to. All right, in verse 34 of Mark 5, he says, daughter, your faith. Come on, say faith. All right. Daughter, your faith has made thee whole. Faith. 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 So go in peace and be whole of thy plague. Daughter, thy faith has made thee whole. Faith. Faith. So what does that mean? It simply means that there is an anointing of God's spirit meant to walk restoration in your life, but your faith is what connects you with that grace. Your faith. Believe the word of God. Number two, believe God's anointed. Believe God's anointed. Believe God's anointed. Yesterday at the online healing school, um, I gave a word by word of knowledge as given to me by the Holy Spirit. I said, there's somebody here, anytime you hear wind, all right, or the fan blowing, you're afraid. When that word came, I said, should I say it, should I not say it? God says, say it, it's my word, it's not your word. Amen, so I said it. And then reports came to me, Pastor Kemi sent me the testimony, there was a lady there, the exact word. All right? Anytime she hears wind blowing, she's afraid. Amen? And God healed her. Glory to God. Wow. Amen? Remember, I was ministering here online to folks in Kefi. And I said, this, by the Spirit of God, there's a woman here, a lady, young lady, you're pregnant. You've attempted to abort the pregnancy twice. The third time didn't work out. Amen? And you just did that third one. That baby in your womb is a glorious destiny. Don't abort the baby. And I said, I won't call you out, but see your pastor after service. She ran to her pastor after service, said, I'm the lady. Glory to God. Amen. The pastor, Shola, yeah. The pastor, you know, shared the testimony with me and I encouraged her, don't abort the baby. Amen. There are destinies that should not be aborted. Amen. Every baby has a destiny to fulfill. Don't abort the baby. So I said that. And she cried, you know. We ministered to her in the strength of the spirit, and she was comforted. Now, hear this. This is very important. If you believe in God, but you don't believe his prophets, is anointed, you will not be able to make the most of all that God has prepared for you. Amen? You must believe his prophets. Second Corinthians 20, 20. It says, believe in the Lord your God, so shall you be established. Believe his prophets, so shall you prosper. Believe his prophets. Believe. 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 Glory to God. You heard the testimony of Minister Nifemi. The word of the Lord came forth, and 
he stood with that word, held on to it. Your friend has testified, right? And he said, my friend has testified. So what about my own testimony? And stood with the word and the word delivered. Amen? Well, you know, for some people, just feel like maybe God didn't say it through him. Don't mind all those people who just be saying, thus he had a long Amen? I said, amen. amen. If you believe God's anointed sent to you, you prosper. And I need you to understand it. Now, don't join the people who believe that, um, just believe in Jesus Christ. If you come to church, receive your miracle from Jesus Christ. All right? And, you know, it's a saying that if anybody wants to get saved, the person should just pray to Jesus Christ and say, Jesus, save me. Amen? Now, Jesus will save that person by sending a believer with the word. True? You will hear the gospel. How did he save Cornelius? Come on now, in Italy. He sent Peter. That's what we are saying. For some people who do not believe that God can flow through human vessels to be a blessing to them, you're shortchanging yourself. Don't do that. Amen? Don't. God can bless you through human vessels, anointed human vessels. Can someone say amen to that? Amen. Praise God. Wow. Now see what the Lord has done. While I sat down there, the Lord said, what he has received of that prophecy is actually the tip of the iceberg. And someone says, well, why, why do I prophesy into his life a lot? What kind of things is this? Is he the only one in this church? All right. Of the many in this church, this man has received me as his own anointed sent to him. Amen. If I leave now and say I'm going to Canada, himself, he told, the, he told his wife, they will pack their bags and for some people they follow me reluctantly. Amen. He follows joyfully. Hallelujah. The rod or staff of Elijah, Elisha in the hand of Gehazi could not work miracles because the man was following reluctantly with not with all of his heart. Why? Because he was just doing the thing. He was following for gain, not for impartation. Glory to God. Now let me tell you something. One of the ways you know that God's grace, God will grace your pastor for you. Some people say, no, God will just grace me and all that. Look at you. Why are you in a church? Amen? This is how you know that God's grace on your pastor is working for you. You love him. He cannot offend you. That love in your heart is there. Can someone say amen to that? You just love him. All right. Thank you, Father. While you were singing that song, leading that song, the hand of the Lord came upon me. And God gave me a word. He said, this word is for this occasion. And it is also for the young man there. It's called breakthrough. Now now hear this. You will break through. Amen. 
and it will start this week. Take it. Take it. Stronger than you. If you believe it, shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Glory to God. Wow. Hmm. Lift your hands, everyone. There's somebody here. You have an accommodation challenge. I won't call you out. But in your mind, you're thinking, Lord, how will I handle this? Between now and the end of the year, God is giving you your own house. Your own house. Your own house. Your own house. Now, here is the prophecies we are going to be hearing today. They are not prophecies that, you know, you just feel like, okay, this one, I can calculate my way into it. No, no, no. No. Hallelujah. There are people here. There are people here. The God who called Pastor Shegun, Apostle Shegun, and Funke Obaje in his mercy, he called us for you. Between now and the end of the year, let there be multiple miracles in your life. Multiple miracles in your life. Multiple miracles in your life. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. If you are born in Israel and you do not belong to any tribe of the 12 tribes, you are not an Israelite. God is not tribalistic. But the inheritances we have in the household of Israel, amen, the household of faith, glory to God, the common wealth of Israel, the inheritances are tribed. Amen. So there are tribes. Their tribes. Now, when God hooks you up, the inheritance of your tribe should flow in your lineage. And then you connect with other graces in your nation. Can someone say amen to that? I'm telling you the truth. Tribe. Tribe. In this tribe, there's grace for early establishment, right? You said it. Amen. I want to believe God with at least 25 people. That between now and the end of the year, God will give you your own property. If you believe it, let me hear your resounding amen. I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ.
and I'm praying right now, Father, that you provoke your anointing upon them. And everything called struggle will cease. And the glory of God will be made manifest. Let the hand of the Lord rest upon you. And take off from here. Take off from here. Take off from here. I command the doors to open up now. Open up now. In the name of Jesus Christ. Glory to God. There is somebody here. You're not pregnant. Neither are you menstruating. But you've been spotting and spotting and spotting. There's somebody here. And it has bothered you. What kind of thing is this? I want to pray for you. All eyes closed. I'll lay my hands on you. It's, it's, it's just an instruction to lay hands on you. If that instruction didn't come, I would have left. I would just have declared God's word. But there's somebody here you've been spotting. A lady. Who is that person? I want to pray for you. Lay hands on you. Precious Lord, let the mighty hand of the Lord rest upon you. Ah, healed. Ah, healed. Thank you, Father. Oh, glory to God. Now there are people under the sound of my voice. God is bringing you to a place called Rehoboth. 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 There's there's a woman here. Alright. Something happened to your marriage. And your husband is nowhere to be found. Just absconded. And every time you remember, you ask yourself this question. Did I plan my life this way? The Lord said to say to you, just like and as a withered branch lies fallow on the ground, but when it is planted and watered, it will blossom again. The Lord said to say to you, you will blossom again. The Lord said to say to you, you will blossom again. I'm telling you. You are a single mother. The Lord said to say to you, you will blossom again. The Lord said to say to you, you will blossom again. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. 
Now there's about to be a boom in Nigeria. Amen. Someone says, well, the way things are right now, mark those words, I'm telling you. They will happen. Amen. They will happen. There's about to be a boom in the economy of Nigeria. It will come with a revival. It will come with an awakening. Now pray that God will strategically locate you in that boom. Now be strategically located in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. Hmm. There are people under the sound of my voice, God said to say to you, you will marry. I'm telling you, I said you will marry. Uh, This year, you will marry. It will happen by the finger of God. It will happen by the finger of God. I see a young man here. God is giving you a car. A very good car. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. I said glory to God. This is a special miracle service. Now let the hand of the Lord rest upon you. Let the hand of the Lord rest upon you. Let the hand of the Lord rest upon you. For breakthroughs in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Lift your hands, just pray in other tongues. 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 Pray in other tongues, pray in other tongues, pray in other tongues. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Wow. Thank you, Father. Pray in other tongues. Hallelujah. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed.